welcome to Removing Addiction and Healing Mental Health. In this new weekly podcast series, you'll be hearing from healers and experts in removing addiction and improving overall mental health. Now here's your host, MC Counselling's Mike Carroll. Today, Lisa Michaels is my guest and she's an experienced intuitive and psychic who mentors and coaches in the spiritual field of life. Lisa, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so delighted to be here. It's so amazing to have you. It's been really cool because Lisa and I have met on social media and obviously Michael, uh, as in Michael Carroll and Lisa Michaels, you kind of think that there's a connection there (laughs) before you even start, but there was definitely a connection. Uh, There's lots of things that we could talk about. Today we want to focus on trauma and it's a very serious topic. And myself um, being in sea spray Gippsland, I've definitely become more spiritual in my life and I think it's been a combination of having psychosis that I've talked about greatly in Titanium, the Intersex podcast and spirituality is a big part of what Lisa does and so I wanted to start Lisa by asking you does spirituality and psychosis connect? Well it does because I think that you know when you are in a position where you're experiencing trauma in your life Uh, mental it also affects you emotionally as well Mm. but also affects you spiritually so holistically on that level it goes very very deep there are layers and layers and layers and those layers need to be found so that we can actually heal them bring them to the surface bring up what it is that is causing your anguish that is causing your traumas that is causing your struggles in your life and so a lot of it is mental obviously Mm. it's self-mental stuff and um you know i i was uh, in a position where I was experiencing a lot of negativity in my life and trauma and you know like we've discussed before about um, burning out I went very deep into depression after the burnout and you know I had to climb back up to find myself and you know heal myself I've been to counsellors before which was great they helped me to I guess you know you know heal myself but I think at the end of the day what really helped me was actually implementing the spirituality aspects of ourselves and getting to the core of that so that we can really find out where's this stuff coming from? Why am I still experiencing a repeating pattern of behaviour that mm-hmm. isn't serving me, but yet it's repeating in my life? And so that's when I got into spiritual uh, coaching because once I dealt with the spiritual aspects of why that's happening, everything else healed everything else you know basically helped me to function on a on a on a much different sort of consciousness level where i was able to completely understand it like having a bird's eye view of it you know? so it was very it was very healing it was it was an amazing experience and i haven't looked back since so I now teach this to others. That's amazing stuff because I found that during my time dealing with our mental health system here in Australia, trauma was not part of what was being addressed um, in dealing with long-term addiction. It's also similar to the 12-step program that's um, you know, AA, NA across the world, obviously in the UK as well as in uh-huh. Australia. Um, trauma needed to be addressed as part of you know being in, in that psychotic mode. And in terms of trauma, Gabor Mate, who is a very big advocate in that addiction's not a disease, but uh, he says that trauma is not what happens to us. 
the trauma is what happens to us as a result of what happened inside us. And that uh-huh. disconnect, yeah, of neither being disconnected from myself or connected uh-huh. with other people the way I want to be. And you've really, in the first couple of minutes, some what Gabor's saying, really, to a degree, with what you found you needed to be able to be in the place that you are today. Um, and, and that seems to be a much better place than the corporate world that, that you're in before, Lisa. Yeah, and also um, I want to talk about the fact that when we do fall uh, and succumb to those uh, psychosis issues or the traumas that we we actually experience, um, as you said, they happen to us, but they can also happen for us because they can help us use that pain to get better. I mean, unfortunately, some people maybe don't, but again, that's your pathway. But, you know, I actually, I was searching for answers. I was searching for a way that I can, you know, be completely whole because that's what it's all about, you know, and, and finding my alignment. And I think that when you do, you realise actually how disaligned, you know, or how misaligned I was before um, in, instead of, and it's really simple. It's about listening to your heart. You know, we're, we're very indoctrinated, aren't we, in society with do this and this will happen. Um, and we follow the herd. And I think that when you do that, you are not following yourself. You, you know, everything comes from the self. I've done a lot of work with the Heart Space Center yeah. and I've done a lot of work with the self. And the self, um, there's a guy called uh, Genpo Rushi and he done a great, I don't know if you ever heard of him, but he also did a lot of work on what's called the big mind. He created the big mind and it's actually working and understanding different aspects of yourself Mm. and speaking to those aspects of yourself as if you're the third party uh, and understanding what that particular self is is doing so you've got the controller self you've got the the people pleaser self you've got the um the protector self Mm. you know you've got so many selves and it's all these you know all these different identities that can get very mixed up in our in ourself, you know, with with the self, mm-hmm. because you don't have you're not mastering that area of yourself. And if you think of the how the mind works, you know, there's a lot of aspects of us, and those different aspects can actually experience different traumas or different experiences. And it's how that self deals with that as well. So that's that's probably another podcast you yeah, know that his work is just amazing yeah his perfect. work is amazing you know and, and just going back to like we're following the herd as you said earlier it's like the trauma can start there when we're following the herd and we're not actually achieving what we are supposed to achieve so it could actually have started quite a long time ago and of course we're not even going into the trauma that could have happened to lots of different people you know in childhood um such as childhood sexual yes. abuse um physical abuse etc cetera, etc cetera. um there's mm-hmm. trauma is, is such a big topic and i'm just so pleased that um you know being on the victorian alcohol and drug association board that we are offering more courses for practitioners to be able to do with trauma and to be able to work with it. I've done a lot of work with trauma this year with clients, but also in workshops. And I just think it's it's amazing that we can now move into this space because if we don't work with that, you know, a lot of the time with what I deal with addiction, you know, it, it's going to come back because that hasn't been addressed. Absolutely. 
And mm-hmm. you're taking it from a much earlier point, which is great too, because it's like when we don't follow the herd, um, we do our own thing. If that doesn't work, we're um, ostracised by people anyway. So it's like it doesn't seem yeah. to matter what you do, you can't win. So, like, when we talk about trauma and, and, and healing trauma, it's there's lots of different ways to do it. Now, you being a little bit different in terms of very spiritual and, as I gave you your introduction before, how would, how would we look at, you know, healing trauma from a spiritual point of view? Okay, so I deal with a lot of clients. I don't like to call them patients because mm. I don't, or victims. I like to call them clients because mm. I believe that you're not broken. Mm. Um, you know, I think a lot of the time we're told if you're not able to function in a certain way, again, following the herd or following uh, what's normal, what is normal, I don't know. Mm. Um, we don't know, but you, some, there's somebody out there that said this is normal. Um, and it isn't, you know, basically somebody, one person's normal is not another person's normal. So, <laughs> again, um, I go back to, um, you know, ancestrally into your what's called Akashic records to find out what it is. And it's where your soul holds everything. Um, so we deal with things like maybe past lives of where some of that trauma you've brought into this lifetime and so that might blow some some people's heads but to be honest that's where a lot of your issues you know are um festering and actually are affecting your lifetime now um because until i did this work i realized i was going in in a loop Mm. um and again with with other clients and i realized i had to go in a lot deeper and find out you know what is you come in with so much more than just eye color you come in so much more with just hair color and, and skin color. You know, we come in with ancestral generational traumas that are affecting us on a psychological um, aspect, physical and spiritual. So therefore we need to find out. And it's not about actually digging deep and like I say, digging this stuff up. You don't necessarily have to know the specifics of what happened in past lives. But by actually going into your, you know, past lives and by actually connecting spiritually, which is what I'm able to do with with um, a lot of my clients, um, all you have to do, again, is give me permission and I'm able to find and take it out from the root. And then you'll experience a much better way of, of being, you know, our state of being. You know, we're taught this as well when we're growing up. We're taught, like, don't cry about that because, you know, you're not you not. you have to function better than that. Otherwise you're not going to survive. And, mm. and actually tears are very cleansing. So there's a lot of emotional um, buildup that happens sure. in the process. Um, there's a lot of knowledge around this stuff of, of your actual body responds in the acknowledgement of what you're experiencing from past lives. So um, I've done a, a lot of case studies on people that they've said, Oh my good goodness, you know, what you've told me that doesn't, doesn't really correlate with what's going on right now. However, I really felt that in my body. I really felt a shift. Mm. And so we're physically feeling these. And so that's how I deal with, you know, people's traumas and and why they maybe have addictions or why they, mm. they've been labelled in this lifetime with ADHD or, you know, or, you know, all different types of things which can uh, obviously affect how we show up in the world and, and how we function. Because, again, 
if you put a label on things as well, I think, or you get too specific about something, then you're almost telling that person, this is what you've got and that's it kind of thing. But it's not the case. You know, I'm very much into, well, look, let's just clear that up. Do you need to know the ins and outs of it? And there are those that do, you know, don't get me wrong. There are those (laughs) that want to know the ins and outs. But at the end of the day, it doesn't serve you. So it's just about finding it and getting rid of it at the core part of it, which is, like I say, it's connected to your Akashic soul record. So that's in another lifetime because everything has been recorded beforehand. If you imagine yourself like a biological computer, um, everything is stored in your DNA. Everything is stored in your aura. Um and in your what I call your human Wi-Fi and you bring that in, you know, you bring that in with you uh, and how you live your life in this lifetime can affect from, from, you know, can have an effect from other lifetimes that you may have struggled in a particular area. And there's a pattern again, the universe is made up of a pack. It is a pattern. Um, and so those patterns like I say, become like a jigsaw. And so it's like literally fitting a jigsaw together. So all this stuff does make absolute sense because you can see the missing pieces of those puzzles coming together and it makes absolute sense to the client when they're going through this process of quantum shifting and healing those traumas that they don't even realise they've brought in with them. You know, they've incarnated with them. And so that's that's what I deal with. And I think there are, you're right, Mike, there are more people that are open to this now because the everyday type of um, healing processes of just, you know, going through some... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not um, saying that counsellors are no good. They do a wonderful job. Thanks. But... This is going, you know, um, <laughs> this is going to the core. This is mm. going to the root. Mm. And so when you when you take something out from the root, it can't grow again. Um, whereas you might find sometimes with counselling, which is what I experienced, uh, not everybody will maybe, but I experienced that I went to a counsellor at least three times in my life and it was actually for the same thing. Mm. And I, I had it at different, you know, times in, in my life. And then um, I realised actually... Why am I not? Why am I repeating this? Why is this coming mm. up again and again and again? Mm. Um, and I kept going back to the, you know, to, to heal it, but I wasn't getting to the core of it. So that that's why it was coming back. That's why we're not able to heal ourselves completely. But ten years ago, I was able to work with amazing people, uh, amazing mentors, amazing spiritual coach, who, like I say, showed me this this stuff and. And now I, I show others and do the same for them because um, I just wanted to. Because for the last ten years, I've I've not I've not had any anxiety. I've not had depression. I've not burnt out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, you know, my traumas that were triggering me at that time mm-hmm. in my lifetime um, are are no longer triggering me. They don't even go near me or touch me. So, would you say I'm healed? Would you say I've mastered um, healing? You know. I don't think we ever truly heal until we go back to until we go back to God. But you know that's another thing. And I'm not. This is not about religion. Mm, Um, This is just about having that faith in yourself that you can heal. It is possible. You don't have to suffer. Mm. There's so much help out there, Um, and it's just being open to maybe other things that can possibly help you. Perfect. I just want to clarify that we're not talking about 
going back and dealing with, um, you know, say um, physical trauma or physical abuse back in, we're, we're, we're going yeah. back almost, and not even generational, it's, it's different to that again. And the trauma work that we, that we do, say, in counselling is, is different again. So we're not saying you have to go and relive um, no. horrible things <laughs> that have caused that trauma. It's going back further than that. Would I be right in saying that, just to clarify yes, for our audience? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, fantastic. Mike, yes. And then in yeah, we're not bringing it up, like, for you to experience it all again, for mm. goodness sake. No, that would be very traumatic. Yes, totally. Um, but, yeah, we're, we are able to, though, like I say, find it. Because mm-hmm. it is, it is under all the layers and layers and layers of, of other lifetimes. Mm-hmm. So we're able to find it and, and, like I say, take it from the root and just really, you know, get rid of it. Basically, um, it's as simple as that. It's it's really a quite a simple process. It doesn't like like we were talking about before. It doesn't <laughs> have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. It literally is is so simple, um, and with the greatest of intention, mm-hmm. um, you have the ability, like I say, to you know your language affects everything in your life um and what you command uh from yourself and what you command of others everything mm-hmm. correlates with one another and it's amazing when instead of asking you start commanding and yeah. it just changes your whole energy and, and what you experience in your life and that's also part of um spirituality it's about understanding working with the universe, call it universe, God, spirit, whatever you want to call it, um, rather than thinking that you're lower than than, than that yeah. or that you're not part of that because we all are. We all come from uh, a higher power, an infinite source that permeates throughout this whole universe. We're part of that. Mm-hmm. And we can use that to, the, to, to for better things, obviously not using it for negative things, <laughs> but we can use that for, for good things to... Mm-hmm you know, help others to unite people, um, you know, and unite yourself with yourself. Uh, You know, this is part of the spiritual journey. It's about uniting you to who you truly are. Um, You are an infinite, amazing being with infinite potential. And it's about understanding that actually I am worthy of, of all of that because I'm a part of that, you know, mm-hmm. if you imagine us like a drop in the ocean, but we're also part of that, that ocean as well, explaining it in that way. So that's what spirituality does. It's got nothing to do with religion. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's to do with everything about becoming whole and mastering your ability to work with the universe, not against it. Because I think a lot of the time we blame the universe for things we oh why is this happening to me mm-hmm. we're a victim mm-hmm. uh, and when you have that kind of mentality as well you're not aligned in alignment you're out of alignment you're misaligned to mm. your true self and your true self like i said is infinite is is powerful to an extent where you can help others um you can help yourself and you don't have to be the victim of of what you've experienced as well so and this helps you with that you know like I say so it's a different it is a different way of working but it's a very effective way of working and as we've said earlier that people are much more open to this now and would you find Lisa with the clients that you work with that maybe what they were doing with whatever say employment job that they had um, that alignment is created and they can find purpose as opposed to employment Absolutely. And I think that, you know, we're all, you've got the self of you, as I was talking before about uh, 
Genpo uh, Rushi, um, he says that when, once you find the self that is the seeker, because we're all seeking, there, there's parts of us that are seeking things, but once you realise actually, if you stop that seeking and actually allow yourself to just surrender, you know, to what it is your heart is telling you to do, because your heart is speaking to you all the time, your heart has the map, your heart oh, holds the key, as they say. And again, very simple. Yeah. It's extremely simple. <laughs> it's not. It's about coming out of your head and into your heart space. And a lot of the things of what you enjoyed as a child is actually connected to what you're meant to be doing in this lifetime as a purpose. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I'll give you an example of that. So my son, for example, he mm-hmm. loved cards. When he was, um, you know, six and seven, yeah. he would, like, line up these, you know, cards that we bought him. He had thousands of cards (laughs) and um, he loved them he loved you know he loved them and then as he as he got older he started to go uh, and drive in these cars that he liked to drive he loves you know he's really into um like I say driving and and everything Mm -hmm. and he recently decided he said to me mummy I don't want to do a job that is going to like I'm not passionate about it's really important that I do a job and find something now he's only 19 and he was obviously he's had a very it's been a turbulent time obviously of trying to get a job because the youngsters especially with covid and the pandemic you know jobs have been not easy have they to, no, to no. find because it's affected everybody um mm-hmm. but the younger generation i really feel sorry for them because they they really do have a hard time because they've got no experience and it's like do i take this kid on who's got no experience and train them up from the start you know um, but thank goodness he, he actually got a job um, and he's now a car salesman and he now he's loving it. He's enjoying oh. that. And whatever that takes him into, mm-hmm. it's going to still be in alignment with cars because that's what he loves. Yeah. So he get, he wakes up every morning feeling, feeling really motivated, mm-hmm. feeling that this is my purpose to help mm-hmm. people find the cars that they like. So mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be. I want to help the world. Do you know what I mean? It, mm. it really doesn't. It's, it, it might be even just a simple, I'm here to be a good son. You know, I think we, um, again, get a bit too overwhelmed with, well, if I'm not wanting to go out there and save the world, then what's my purpose? It can be something that you just are so passionate about and that you enjoy and it makes you feel good because that is finding your purpose mm-hmm. because it's making you feel good. That is in alignment with your heart space. That is where you're meant to be. And so, like I say, it doesn't have to be this big, like, um, I want to, you know, be a philanthropist and, and, you know, do all these wondrous things, which are wonderful. And there's lots of people out there that are doing that. I'm not knocking that. I'm Mm -hmm. not saying that that's not. But what I'm saying is I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves of finding our purpose. But actually, it's just really, again, simple it's just really really simple and I love the way that um, you say that too Lisa because it's like I was working you know for a telco in Australia and it was like the last thing I wanted to do but I turned it around into being able to find out more information about people that's helped me in in MC counseling and and in a holistic way to be able to help people find their purpose as well and I, I love that that I take people back to the being a child and how did that feel? Like when, when you say to somebody, what, what do you go? I, like, oh, I don't know. You know, it's like, well, okay, what did you want to do as a kid? So, oh, and then a big smile comes to their face. Yeah. So it's, there's definitely the space for, you know, the holistic model of care. And as we talk about removing addiction and healing mental health, this is the Mike Carroll podcast. We're going to bring Lisa Michaels back again another time. Thank you so much for your time today, Lisa. Oh, thank you so much for having me.
there are many ways to removing addiction from your life. It is in our hope that we have opened your mind to seeing another way to live your best life. This has been Removing Addiction and Improving Mental Health. Join Mike Carroll next week for another episode. 